Welcome back to Energetically You. I'm your host, Megan Swan. I am a mindset and wellness coach. I love designing custom approachable wellness lifestyles for the ambitious woman. My approach is sustainable, integrated wellness. Love helping women optimize their wellness through plant-based nutrition, movement, mindfulness, and mindset practices so that they feel more in alignment and confident in their own skin. I strive to make wellness a way of life, not a check mark on your to-do list. Get ready to have magnetic energy and confidence to glow from the inside out. Let's get started. This podcast is for the woman who's looking to feel more radiant, more confident, more herself, more in alignment, more magnetic energy from the inside out. We interview incredible, inspiring individuals that pique our interest on all of those fronts multiple disciplinary approach. I love deep conversations and getting to the bottom of it. So let's dive in. So excited to get to know Blair better. She is a wife and mom from Minnesota. She quit drinking in 2018. See, we're sober sisters into 2018. In her 20s, Blair was the life of the party. As she got older, she found herself in a cycle of weekend binge drinking and lots of negative consequences. Also sounds familiar to me. Blair had always gotten drunk easily and never had an off switch. She became a mom in 2016 and tried to keep up her drinking ways, but eventually she needed a change. Since she quit drinking, she's realized how much more to life there is, and she's figured out who she is without alcohol. She is a content creator and freelance writer, as well as a working full-time outside of her home as a psychometrist. She tests people's thinking. Interesting. She enjoys reality television, cheese, and doing introverted things. Find her on Instagram at sobriety activist or on her website at blairsharp.com. Blair Sharp, welcome to Energetically You. I'm so thrilled that we get this opportunity to get to know each other because I feel like we have a lot in common. <laughs> Hi, yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So I found you via a reel. <laughs> that <laughs> shared and um and then I started perusing all your content and I realized that we're we're very um like-minded mamas so why don't you start where you want to start and tell sure. us a little bit about your story and your journey to sobriety sure yeah um yeah so I'm Blair and I uh am a mom and a wife from Minnesota Minnesota <laughs> and uh I do that for you I like can't not do that when I say where I'm from. <laughs> okay so um me right back to Fargo <laughs> yeah right right um so I am okay I celebrated three years um of not drinking in February um so I'm a little over three and a half years now but who's counting right <laughs> so I feel <laughs> everyone I count it when everyone it's the fun number <laughs> yeah so, um, for me, um, drinking was kind of always 
more for socialization. I wouldn't say it was so much as like trying to escape or dealing with um, emotions or things like that. Um, in like a, as a general sense, I guess, um, I started drinking in high school. And, um, now that I look back, sometimes I think about moments that like it was out of control then. And I just, it was just normal though, you know, to kind of have those moments, like as a young, young person trying, trying alcohol out, you don't really know what's normal or not, I guess. But, um, mm -hmm. and so went into uh, college and that's kind of where I really, started hitting it hard as, as we do right in college, it's your first, you know, time being away from your parents and you're free and, you know, you don't really have to, to, uh, answer to anybody. Um, for me, college was about having fun. And it was like, what are we doing tonight? What are we doing this weekend? It wasn't like it, it had nothing to do with school. Like my college <laughs> life was not about school. It was like party, right? Partying. Where's the next party? I'm having a party. Who's coming? You know, all that good stuff. So, um, and I was like the life of the party. I was the one who knew where the parties were. I was like the, the loud, obnoxious person. It, that was kind of just a general theme throughout my drinking was like the obnoxious, uh, person. But, um, so, Lots of blacking out. That was pretty common for me. Um, but again, you know, that was kind of normal for people I was hanging out with too. It was like, oh crap, what did we, how did we get home last night? Or what did we do last night? Where did we end up? Um, don't remember eating that when I got home, you know, just those little things that, that just was just normal for us. Um, and I don't, I don't feel like my drinking was, um, I didn't actually, like, I guess I didn't notice like in the moment that it was, uh, worse off than anybody else's that I was hanging out with. Um, but you know, we kind of find our, we find people that we, mm -hmm. um, are, are like, and, and, um, so, and you know, a lot of the, I don't regret, I, I obviously wish some things didn't happen, <laughs> but, um, I don't regret a lot of my, my time back then either, because I've, I've made, a lot of friends, really good friends that I still have now. I met my husband, you know, when I was 25. Um, so I don't have too many regrets because I don't think I would be where I am now if I didn't have all those things happen to me. I'm kind of a person that thinks that way. So um, when I was about 25, like, so I had a lot of, before I say this, I had a lot of moments where like, maybe someone would question, should I be drinking? Like, is this a good idea? Like all these bad things are happening. I'm losing my items, you know, my purse, my phone how many times you know you leave your card at the at the bar and you have to cancel your card because you don't want to go back to the bar the next day you know just like all these little things that were just like happening to other people and so I didn't think they were anything out of the ordinary I got a DUI when I was 25 um again I had friends that were getting DUIs so it wasn't it wasn't a big deal it was um okay let's how can I take care of this, make it go away, you know, deal with it. This is kind of like any time a bad thing would happen. It doesn't have to be a DUI, but like, who do I need to apologize to? Um, how can I make this go away as fast as possible? Then I can kind of like, even pretend like it didn't happen in my head, like just forget about it. Like, mm -hmm. and I, and I still to this day kind of hate when people talk about me doing things when I was drunk, I just feel kind of like this weird it's like, oh no, I kind of put that out of my head. Like, I don't want to talk about it. I just feel this weird, like, okay, let's change the subject. Um, but so I had met my husband right before I got my DUI, which, uh, you know, he's still here. So 
he must have liked me enough to stick around. Um, but yeah, so he had friends who, so my, first of all, my husband doesn't drink. He never drank in a relationship. He got really sick when he was in, in college. So he, um, he never really drank much. Um, but, um, he had friends who drank kind of like how I did and how my, my friends did. It was like this partying stage, you know? And so he didn't think anything was out of the ordinary either. People were getting blacked out all the time and doing stupid stuff and arguing and whatever. So, um, I, when I got that DUI, I had lost the job that I had because I was driving, um, kids that have, um, disabilities. Like that was part of my job was to drive them like to activities and things after school. And so I had lost that job because I couldn't drive anymore. Um, but again, that was just like, okay, I'll just find a new job. It wasn't a career job. It was just like, you know, I, mm-hmm. I was still in school. So it was just kind of what I was doing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. And so, um, you know, I got a job in retail or something and, uh, eventually finished school and then got a better job. Um, so I really haven't had too big of, um, I guess, rock bottom moments, you would say, I don't know. Um, but I had a lot of moments where like anyone would say, okay, I've had enough, like this is not working. Um, maybe I should, you know, reassess my relationship with alcohol, but I always thought this is how it is. Like I can't drink normally. I can't just stop at one. And so I'm just going to have to continue to live this way and keep doing, you know, hoping for the best basically every time that I go out and drink. And so, but it was like, every time I would drink, I never knew what was going to happen. You know, I mean, I knew that I was going to drink way too much, like that's for sure. Right. And I knew that I didn't have an off switch. Um, but who's to say who I'm texting or who I'm calling or what I'm posting on social media, you know, if I'm out, like, what am I, what are we doing? I don't know who's, who knows. So, um, then I had my son when I was, uh, 30 and had no problem like quitting when I got pregnant with him. And, um, then after I had him, uh, I think I waited a little bit, maybe, maybe like a month or something after having him to, to drink again. And I slowly, you know, I had a couple the first time cause I had to get home, um, you know, to nurse him or something like that. And so I was thinking, oh, wow, like I can have a couple, but of course, like I deep down wanted, I didn't want just the the two or whatever I drank. Like I wanted more, like there was just like, you know, a feeling in my brain or my body that just wanted more. So I've always had that kind of like thought when I, when I'm drinking. Um, but you know, slowly it got to be more and more and more. Um, it, I always felt like it was, it felt different after I had him too, you know, our bodies change so much after we have a, a person inside of us. Um, and so I just felt like I felt different. I felt like I got drunk way faster. Um, still drinking the same amount, you know, and now it was different. Cause I was like at home and I had to be home and I was accountable to him. Um, so it was, um, this other person that I had to like, uh, take care of. It wasn't just me that I was responsible for. So, mm-hmm. um, it was a lot more of drinking at home, like alone, um, alone. If my husband like were to go hang out with his friends and I was the one to stay home, I would have some wine or beer or whatever it was, um, by myself, but it wasn't just like this casual, I'm having a glass of wine and then I'm going to bed or just whatever it was. I'm drinking at least a bottle of wine, maybe two, maybe more than some beer. What else is in the house? You know, like whatever I could drink until basically I go to bed. Um, and for, I mean, now that I look at it, like for no reason, like what's the reason for that? You know, like it was just, it was there. I was, um, I just, 
just drank it. I don't even know like what to say. Like I can't explain it, but, um, and so finally I, um, and again, this is mostly like on the weekends. This isn't like a daily thing, um, where it was every night I was still, I have the job now that I had then, and I was still going to work, um, and continuing to function like normally pretty much for the most part, um, when I'm not drinking or hungover. So mostly weekends. And then I, um, one weekend had a, um, just like another night of drinking and I, nothing too out of the ordinary, except for I tripped and fell and uh, smashed a wine glass on the floor. And, um, you know, it was like bruised, which, which was normal for me to be bruised, you know, to run into things. Like I was, I would fall and um, that was kind of normal for me. So it wasn't like anything that wouldn't have happened any other night, um, the last night, night that I drank, but it was the next day I woke up was super hungover as usual, bruised. Um, I had kind of like cuts on my hands cause I was cleaning up this broken wine glass, you know, and I, and I had no thought of quitting drinking on that hangover. Like I, that wasn't the moment where I said, Oh, I can't ever do this again. It was actually the day after that, where I was at work and I had this like emotional hangover that I would have pretty often. Like I would have the physical hangover for like a day, you know, you get through that day, take a nap, whatever. But then the next two days, it would usually be like this emotional hangover where I'm just like, why did I do this again? Why can't I just drink normally? You know, how am I going to live my life like this? Like, this is just horrible. I don't want to do this anymore, but not, it never really dawned on me. And I'm only laughing now because it's so mind boggling to think that it didn't dawn on me to just not drink. Like, I didn't know that that was an option. You know what I mean? Like we are, that's what we do. We drink and uh, for every occasion and we're parents. So we deserve a drink. Like that's what we deserve. You know, that's the only thing that will like, let us relax at the end of a long day with our kids, you know? Um, so I had found a blog that someone wrote online. I read it and I, uh, it was about a mom who doesn't drink and I, typed the author's name into Facebook and I messaged her. And, um, prior to this, I had found a couple other things that she was on a podcast and I think some other writing that she had done, but I reached out to her on Facebook, um, much like people do to me now. And I, um, wrote her this whole long message about how I just didn't want to do this anymore. What do I do? Like, I, I know that the answer is not drink, but I don't even know how to start you know, like, where do I even start with that? I just, I have this bridal shower to go to and I have this and I have to drink at all these things. And so I got advice from her. I got some books to read. Um, she told me to just focus on today. Don't worry about the bridal shower in two weeks. Don't worry about tomorrow even, you know, or this weekend, just don't drink today. And then tomorrow, same thing. Don't drink, you know? Um, and I haven't drank since that day. And that was February 26, 2018. Wow. Yeah. So when you were having these emotional hangovers, this, this stage two, were you aware that it was like a, a biochemical thing that the alcohol like had this low or did you really just associate it with like you feeling bad about your behavior because of the alcohol? Yeah. Um, I think I knew that it was because of the alcohol that I felt that way. And it wasn't, I think it had gotten a lot worse toward the, towards the end. 
I didn't ever really feel like a failure or anything like that until after I had my son. Um, and I guess I suppose I was probably drinking a lot more in one sitting at that point too. So the amount of alcohol was probably more, um, you know, earlier to that, or, you know, prior to that, it was probably like spread out over a longer period of time where it was like a whole night, you know, with friends were at home, it was only a few hours and I'm just down in a couple bottles of wine, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but so I was probably drinking more in quantity and, um, I didn't know anything about alcohol and the effects that it has on the body that I know now, you know, I didn't know, you don't know what you don't know. If I, I didn't, I didn't read about it. I didn't see it on, you know, my social media feeds. It wasn't out there. I wasn't, uh, it wasn't ever te- attempting to moderate either. Like I was never somebody ever who was like, well, I'm going to drink a glass of water in between drinks. Like I just knew that I couldn't do that. So I wasn't going to try to do it basically. Um, so yeah, it's like, I didn't know what I didn't know, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, to your point, I think it's just so normalized. Like every stage that you took us through there. Right. If, if it's not like across the board, it's easy to find your tribe. That's right in the same mindset. Um, to the point that you're not necessarily questioning, you know, it's almost like this. Well, I remember fondly, I think we called it sexy brunch. And to yeah. the point, like, <laughs> still, I have a group of friends that probably call it that. Uh, but, you know, the like recanting the day after uh, yeah. um, all the things that happened, like, they weren't necessarily things to be proud of, but there was like this group camaraderie around the idiocy. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yep. And, and it was like, it was almost like, well, you're not that bad, right? Because everybody else is doing it or this person's this, what this person did last night is way worse than what you did. You know, those kind of feelings. Yeah. Or like we all have our moments or our worst nights <laughs> and, you know, it's not, um, it's not a character flaw, but also like everybody has their personalities within their, you know, their personality and then their drunk personality. And oh yeah. I don't know. There's just like so many layers of rationalization that it's normal and yeah, not totally unhealthy, like mentally, spiritually, physically. Oh, right. Everything. Yeah. Everything. All the things. So were you, cause for me, it was definitely a moment. I like, I never considered, I did do the, the mindful drinking and air mm-hmm. quotes for the year. Um, <laughs> I didn't get to the year, but I personally couldn't imagine my wedding without a champagne flute. And so I kind of did that. That was February, 2018, February, 2018. And so a month later, um, I had my last waking up and feeling uh, guilt, shame, remorse. And anyway, the point is, Um, similar to your story, like I had the gift, I still look at it as a gift that I had my kids and then I breastfed them for like 13 months each. So I almost had four year window of being sober. Um, and to your point, I also felt that my body felt different. Like the alcohol just never sat the same. Right. Exactly. And I just remember having this like fantasy of getting back to my quote unquote old life where I could go to a club till two in the morning and have like shots and stuff. And then when those nights finally came, because I managed to like coordinate a babysitter and all the things, like I wouldn't even make it till one in the morning. 
A, right. like I was just so tired. Yeah. And B, like I just started to see everything a little differently. So for me, like the main reason, I wouldn't say it's the current main reason that I stay sober, but the reason I gave it up was for my kids at the time. Like I just did not want to repeat um, mm-hmm. the upbringing that I had had. And uh, yeah, so I'm curious for you that lot. So how, how old was your son when you quit? Yeah, he was 18 months. So he so doesn't even too, know. You came too pretty quickly. <laughs> it yeah, took me like, right. I think my eldest was four and my youngest was two-ish. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to tell us a little bit about how you, you kind of touched on it that you had, you know, I think all moms think we're failing, that there's this mm-hmm. like added pressure and stress and then you're pouring alcohol, a depressant onto it. Yeah. And, um, I never really, uh, felt like I was an anxious person or a stressed person. I was always very, um, easygoing before. And I feel like now I get these anxious feelings a lot more. And I, uh, especially if something, um, and I think this is, this is probably after, since I quit drinking. So, um, I get these feelings like if, um, something doesn't go the way that I had it planned out in my head. Like I get really upset about it and irritable, you know, I'm working on it. Um, so life isn't amazing. Right. In sobriety, like there's actually that's, that's, that was the part of surprisingly with how much alcohol played a part of my life. Like almost the easier part was just quitting drinking, not doing it. And then it's like everything that else that came after was like trying to figure out who I was without it, you know? Um, I know that life is totally different than it would be if I was drinking, especially, you know, I have a five-year-old now and I just can't, I just, I just don't know how people parent and parent with a hangover and mine. And I know there's some people out there that don't get hangovers or can have one drink or whatever, but, um, I just knew that I was not that person. And so I think once I accepted that, like, in no way can I drink and be like the best person for myself, my son, my husband, my family, friends, whatever, um, that I, that I was, it was a lot easier when I accepted it, you know? And I just knew that like so many times I had drank without an off switch almost every time, almost every time. Um, of course there's times where, you know, I go out and have a beer or something with dinner, but I just always wanted more. Um, even if I didn't actually get more, I, uh, there was always that feeling. So, um, once I accepted that, then I was, it was a lot easier, I think. Um, but I know that's not the case, you know, for everybody, it's not as easy, of course. Um, but yeah, the parenting thing, we're just everywhere you go, you see something funny air quotes again, right. Uh, on a wine glass or a t-shirt or, you know, mommy's sippy cup or these like, you know, even dads like dad juice or dad, whatever it is on these koozies. And and it's just all over the place. Um, I have a store, like a drug store that's down the street from my house. And every time I go in there for like a card or whatever, I can't go in there without seeing something that's like that. So no wonder there's so many moms, uh, and dads, but it's just, it's more thrown at moms, you know? Um, 
so many, so many of them, us out there that are, are struggling with this and they think that they have to do it because society tells them that they have to, you know, there's no other way. Um, so it's really important that you, you know, things like this, your podcast, and I do some writing and post on Instagram, things like that to get the, get the word out, but there's another yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely, like you say, I think a certain level of just granting yourself permission. And for me, like I, I learned recently that I am a spontaneous sobriety story. Like I didn't even, I'm not, I just mm. recently went to the flow conference by sober sober voices and yes there was like gray drinking there was all these terms that i was just had no idea like area it's gray gray area area drinking drinking. like there's all all those things but i think what is important for people mothers specifically to know you know i didn't quit the day i quit i didn't say i'm quitting forever like i I wouldn't Mm -hmm. have mentally been able to do that i I was just experimenting. I think I've said three months. I don't know. Maybe it was a year in my mind. I was like going to see how different it or what it was going to be like. Um, but to your point, you know, I already had like the social events coming up so that it was going to be mm-hmm. like uncomfortable or problematic. And I don't know what your experience was, but mine was like either people already knew before I did that this is what needs to happen. Yeah. Like I, I anticipated like so much more pushback socially. And in right. fact, like obviously some, not really, cause I don't know, I guess I was already 39. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe 38, 39. So what was your experience? Because mine was no thanks. And like, nobody even made a joke. Yeah. Are you pregnant? You know, like there was nothing. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I was super nervous about that. And I think the more that it is a part of your life, the more nervous you are probably for it. You know, um, I was the one who was like, where are we going? Like, and every time, what are we doing? It involved booze. Like it didn't matter what it was, you know? Um, so, so I thought it was going to be this big, huge deal. And, uh, the first event I went to was a bridal shower and it was like a a bloody mary brunch mimosas bridal shower right mm-hmm. i was so nervous and by this time i had joined a few facebook groups for people who don't drink right there's a whole bunch of those out there um so i was posting on there about it and getting support through that um the people on those pages and um i went and nobody even batted an eye at it i mean of course it wasn't a going out thing it was a daytime whatever but someone else wasn't drinking like it was fine. Nobody said anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, uh, of course, but of course the whole time I'm sitting there like worrying about it in my head, it wasn't, you know, um, which is totally normal. Um, and so the first time I told some of my closest friends, um, they said, okay, they said, uh, somebody asked if I was going to go to, um, an AA meeting. And I said, no, um, because by that time I had, uh, read, I read enough, read blogs, listen to podcasts, all the non-drinking, all the sobriety stuff. And I knew that I didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was doing okay at that point, um, with these, these Facebook groups, I had a private sober Instagram, um, which I don't even know. Well, maybe now that they listen to me on some podcasts and talk and stuff, but I don't think my friends, you know, knew that until like maybe this year. Um, which I don't, I, I, I used it for about a year and then I, I got out of it, but, um, 
yeah. So it was, it was scary, but it was, uh, I, I suggest to people to like, just do it as kind of like ripping a bandaid off. Right. We, cause the longer we put it off and the longer we we're just in our heads and we just keep telling ourselves these stories about how horrible it's going to be instead of just doing the thing or telling the people. And I think I did it over like Snapchat or like text, like a group text or something. It was like 60 days without alcohol or something like super random. And then, um, I think people just caught on. I didn't like, you know, make an, an announcement in front of my whole friend group that I wasn't drinking anymore. I think people just caught on. I started talking to people like maybe over text and stuff, which is way easier than in person. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I think maybe one time I had a friend ask me like, oh, are you still not drinking? Yep. I'm not, I'm not ever drinking again. <laughs> like this is a, a forever thing, you know? Um, so yeah. And then about a year, about a year and a half into it, I think it was, I wrote a blog for, uh, I write a blog or write for a blog in my city parenting resource blog site. Mm. And I wrote a blog in August of 2019 called no thanks. I don't drink. So that was my real big, like that was your coming out blog. That was my coming out. And I can't remember, I need to, I, I should investigate this. I can't remember if I did like, you know, a post on like one year of not drinking. I, I'm sure I did. Cause I'm, I'm really into like social media. So I must've, I must've, I just don't recall, but um, yeah, that blog was like a big, big thing for me. And then, um, you know, it ended up being the most read blog on that site for the whole year. So that's when I knew like, okay, I'm not the only one here. I'm I, I knew that already, but um, so that kind of made me feel good. And then um, after that, it was just kind of like, all right, well, I guess I'm doing this. Guess I'm just telling the world my story, <laughs> you know? Um, so, and I'm glad that I did. Cause that's how I got, you know, that's how I got here. I, I reached out to some random person on the internet and um, here we are. So, <laughs> you well, know, thank you for trusting yeah. random people on the internet. Um, <laughs> So one of my big wine stories, besides like yeah. you know, that cool moms drink and mm-hmm. you know, um, parenting needs wine, all those. But for me, like a really deep one, I think was this, like I was scared to lose the deep conversations that I perceived only happened over a bottle or three of red, right? Yeah. And maybe I did lose those like on, in a lot of ways in that, you know, none of my girlfriends call me after they've had a few glasses anymore. Now it's hard to say with everything that's happened in the world, if that that's just would have happened anyway, you know, like you do get older and you have kids and you get busy and, right. and you just catch up less, I think, but, um, yeah. And, and my husband and I used to enjoy doing that together, but like emotionally and spiritually, I don't think I really miss that. Yeah. But I don't know. It's still, it's still there. How about you? Do you feel like you lost friends? That yeah. You it's, really almost, it's almost like you, um, what are you willing to give up for all the benefits you're going to get? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, um, are you willing to give up those you know, you're probably sleeping by 10 o'clock at this point, those 10 o'clock wine calls, like for some extra sleep that you're probably going to be thankful to for tomorrow, you know, like you can catch up with them later. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, my priorities have like changed a thousand percent. Um, I have all the same friends. I think of one friend, um, who now doesn't even live in this where I live, but, um, that was, down to drink at any, any 
anytime, you know, anytime, anywhere. So we hung out a lot. Um, but, um, that friend doesn't live here anymore. And I hadn't talked to them since I quit drinking very much, um, because that was a lot of our relationship. Um, and they were still drinking, you know, in that manner and going out a lot. And so we just didn't, I have a kid. They didn't have a kid. Like we just lost that commonality of the alcohol. Right. So, um, the rest of my friends, um, I still see pretty regularly. Um, they know that I'm probably not going to go do any evening events because <laughs> I go to bed at nine. Right. Um, some of them live out of town too. So I don't really, I'm an old lady and I don't like to drive in the dark. So <laughs> I'm not interested in doing that anyways. Um, and, and to be honest, I, I always say like, you know, what, what am I really missing after eight or nine at night? Like, you know, nothing really that great happens when people start repeating themselves and yes. stuff. And I was that, I mean, I thought I, I was that person, the repeating, repeating myself and, uh, all that good stuff. But yeah, um, I've, I've realized also that I'm just much more of an introvert now. I just thought I, I thought I was an extrovert this whole time, like my whole life, because I was obnoxious and loud and talking to everybody. And now I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> just like, like, just give me a good TV show on my couch, you know, and um, sometimes we can have plans. If you, if you cancel them last minute, that is great. I love that. <laughs> like I'm fine. Did your relationship <laughs> with your husband who like oh. my blessing never drank? Improve. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know how I got so lucky with him, but, um, yes. Um, he greatly appreciates me not waking him up at 2 AM wasted trying to have a conversation <laughs> about whatever, you know? Um, and yeah, I think I'm just, so I used to, you know, be so hungover and you're just lazy and you're laying on the couch and sleeping, you know, I still, um, I still take naps. I still make napping a priority if I feel like I need one. Um, but it's not because I'm struggling so hard, you know, it's just to like, give me another boost, but, um, yeah, I think he, uh, would rather me be me now than me, you know, four years, three or four years ago. So, um, yeah, it's good. That's awesome. So when you yeah. tell us a little bit about your work, well, I did, you know, start writing for this parenting resource in my city in 2019 and, um, just about one or so a month, um, here and there, I just really enjoyed it. Thought I was pretty good at it. <laughs> um, I mean, like, you know, I was getting people, oh, oh my gosh, I didn't know you were like a writer. So good at writing and whatever. Um, and I had always been kind of pretty creative, like when I was younger. Okay. So there was like 17 to maybe 32, right? This drinking time period where I did nothing creative, zero things. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden I quit drinking and it's like, I got all this creative energy. Time. Yeah. And <laughs> a lot of extra time and a lot of extra time motivation, right. <laughs> um, energy some days, some days, not so much, but, um, and so I, um, I wrote a blog earlier this year, um, and sent it to scary mommy, which is an mm -hmm. online publication. And yeah. that is where I wrote, that's where I originally read this blog that helped that, you know, changed my life or whatever, and mm -hmm. helped me decide that I wanted to quit drinking. So I wrote it about that blog and how this scary mommy post helped me change my life. So it got published in scary mommy. 
And I was like, wow, I could do this like for real. Like I could start sending places, my writing and all this stuff. So I started doing that. I started, um, I created my own website, which I have no idea how to do, but I did in a couple of <laughs> weeks just as a place to like house all my writing, you know, so I could send, here's my portfolio, here's my page. So I did that. Um, and I've been writing for, um, I've written for a few different, um, national publication. Yeah. National publications I've written for monument and reach out recovery. I wrote one recently for Nope beverages, um, reframe app, um, all sorts of different places. So, um, and that's just blairsharp.com. And, um, this, uh, I have an Instagram account called, um, it's sobriety activist. And I started that last December. Um, after Tropicana had this, um, I don't know if you remember when Tropicana had this campaign targeting parents to go drink in their bathroom or in their closet, a mimosa, um, in this little, do you, have you, had you heard no, of that? No, I, I'm okay. Canadian and I live under oh, okay. Mexico, but <laughs> Silver Instagram Instagram went crazy. You'll have to, I should send you the link. There's probably an article, but, um, so Tropicana, the orange juice company had this like uh, campaign called take them a moment. And so it, yeah, yep. Hashtag take them a moment. And so, um, they had these celebrity parents hiding basically from their kids. Gabrielle union was in her bathroom and Molly Sims was in her closet with these little mini fridges that Tropicana sent them with everything that you need to make a mimosa. Cause you need to take a moment away from your kids. And so sober Instagram, um, as they do went wild over this, <laughs> right. Just crazy. And at that point I didn't have a sober Instagram account. I was just posting on my main, my personal one and my Facebook. And so I posted about it and um, it was pretty, it was real bad. Like I just get grossed out even thinking about it. Like Molly Sims was like, holding up her mimosa glass and saying, this makes me a great mom. This makes me the best mom. <laughs> when I get sick to my stomach when I think about it, cause it's so bad. Um, but anyways, so I, uh, the New York post got a hold of it and they did, uh, an article. It got shut down in like two days. Um, yay. Sober Instagram wins again. <laughs> um, <laughs> and in the New York post, they said sobriety activists, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a sobriety activist. (laughs) (laughs) Literally this happened. And no one has the handle yet. (laughs) Yeah. So I, you know, I jumped on that real quick. Um, and I didn't know what I was going to do with it. I knew that there were all these sober accounts out there because I had followed them forever. And I, I thought, oh, I could post about this or that. And, and I really like talking about it and I always have, but I just, you know, your personal page, it's sometimes it's not a place not everybody wants to hear about sobriety every day, all day. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's hard. And so I thought, what the heck I will just start it up and, uh, started posting, um, had no idea again, what I was doing, you know, and since then I've, um, I've just grown it. It's over 6,000 now. Um, and I don't know, I've just been like sharing and people are saying, yeah, me too. You know, Um, and again, this is what I was, this is what I was looking at when I was just starting out. So I know how big of an impact that something like, uh, my account or some of these other accounts can have on people. So 
Mm-hmm. And I know because I get DMS all the time from women, sometimes men, but a lot of women, a lot of mothers, right. Who are in the same, same spot that I was in three and a half years ago. And I, and I almost give them the same advice that I got. Um, you don't have to drink. You don't have to. Yeah. I think that we often give alcohol and this is because of society too. Right. But, um, and how we've grown up and stuff, I think we give alcohol just so much power. Like, I feel like, why are we letting it, it be the thing that, that calms us down and it be the thing that makes us happy. You know, it's like, we, we think we need it and we don't, we don't need it. Like, mm-hmm. and it's hard to see that when you're in the middle of it, but if you have this feeling inside of you, that's saying like, you know, Oh, this isn't working. Something needs to change. Like it can, like, you don't have to keep going the way you're going. Like it's so much better on the other side. And it's really not that bad. Like I thought my life was going to be over. Right. When like your social life is over, you can't drink, but it's like your priorities change. It's a lot, you know, it's a lot easier to say it as a parent. Cause we have, we're busy, right. We have like, we're preoccupied with our kids, but, um, yeah, I think just, um, it's kind of like the secret I say it's the secret to my life that I've figured out. And that's just for me personally, that's, that's, that was the answer was taking out the alcohol and uh, everything else is slowly falling into place. Nothing is perfect, but you know, I'm working on it every day. Well, thank you so much, Blair, for the chat. And I know we'll be in touch. Uh, I wish you nothing but the best. And I'm so happy that you took on that term sober activist. (laughs) And now I'm going to yeah, thank you too. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, that campaign. Yeah, I'll have to sign that to you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. And uh, we'll be in touch. Thank you so much for listening to Energetically You. I hope that this episode has helped you to tune into your natural energy sources so that you feel more energized and focused throughout your day. If you enjoyed the episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps us to help more ambitious women just like you accomplish their goals. Don't forget to take a screenshot, share it on social or in your Instagram stories and tag me at Megan Swan Wellness. See you soon.